Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Um, But bear with me because I keep like losing my voice for a second. And um, I think it's just, I'm a sick from the weather, like allergies and stuff like that. So I've been kind of down. Um, I did cancel the Monday call and I always know that when I do that, so two things, one, I know that when I, I feel this like incredible pressure to cancel the call, I feel like it's from the Holy spirit. I don't feel like it's my flesh wanting to cancel it because I struggle so bad. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We are doing the call. We're doing the call. It's consistent. We're showing up and I want to do it, but I just feel this deep inner knowing of don't do the call. And then the other thing that always happens is I finally cave to it. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll cancel the call. And then the thing that happens is I have time alone. Like I, I have this on my schedule every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9.15 to 10.15 a.m. Eastern. So if, if, if I'm not doing this at that time, I have a wide open schedule. And so I always replace the call with more time with God. And so I will, because I do my studies and I do all my stuff when I wake up in the morning. Um, recently, I don't do it every single day. Some of you are doing it every day and your goals. I wish I could be like you. (laughs) I do, but I don't do it every single day. Like my mom, every single day, every single day, no matter what. And she's not in it for like 15 minutes. She's there for like an hour plus. Love that for her. (laughs) I wish it was me, but grace. Okay. I'm, I'm working my way up into that. I just started like, like pretty consistently spending time with God um, it's not always first thing in the morning, but sometimes it's spread out. So remember, we're all on our own journey. So don't compare yourself to someone else's path. If they're further along than you or slower than you, we tend to look at people like that and judge them like, oh, and they're not even reading their Bible and they're not even going to a church. Like sometimes, you know, when we start getting like where we're confident in Christ and we are walking that path, um, that's a, that's a flesh thing that we think and a flesh is judgment. Like that's, we're just naturally born to be judgmental people. So because you decide to walk with God, doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like poof, you have superpowers and you are acting exactly like Jesus is obviously that's the goal. Um, but we're not going to naturally do that. We have to, we have to pray for that and welcome to you guys that just joined the call. Hi galaxy. I don't know your name, but hi, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And hi, April. In your cute shirt. I just told Alicia that I want one of those shirts to wear when I go to Tennessee again in June for a girl's birthday party. So many girls had those shirts on. They were just oversized, but they were cute graphic tees like that. For you guys who aren't on and you can't see and you're listening to the recording, um, it's one of the like Death Leopard grunge tees. But girls are wearing those like really oversized now with like biker shorts under them and a jean jacket. That's my style. That is my style for sure. That's cute. Welcome to the call. But okay, so the goal is to obviously not judge people and be like that. So I just wanted to, that's kind of just like a side note, like a bonus tip. Um, It's just like really try to not compare where you are on your journey and your path with God, with your calling, with your purpose. I, we, we say it all the time. Like don't compare other people's Instagram accounts. Don't look at someone who has this brand that you wish you had and just like lust and long and like desire what they have created because chances are it wasn't very easy for them to create it. We think that it was like, oh, look at them. They have 64,000 followers or look at them. They, they already have this amazing t-shirt business. Um, 
you know, but everyone's on a different path. So, so don't do that, but really work on not judging and not comparing. But in episode 34, it was titled step one, getting out. And if you haven't listened to that, put that on your list to listen to without doing it on purpose, I realized that I have created a series. And when I was sitting in church on Monday, I all of a sudden got this whole entire message downloaded into my brain within 30 seconds. And while I was standing there worshiping, I grabbed my notebook from the class right here. I grabbed it and I opened it up to the first page. And I, as I was standing there worshiping, was just like writing as fast as I could because I did not want to forget what God was downloading into my mind. And as I, as I got done writing my notes, which this is new to me, I was just thinking this this morning. Um, I just want you guys to know this because I want you to see the power in believing in yourself. And I want you to see it through me, through my journey. Maybe you don't believe in yourself yet. That's okay. I want you to see oh my God, look at what God did in Taryn's life. And she's been talking about it and look what she changed and look what she did. And it worked. I feel like that when I listen to Michael Todd from Transformation Church, the pastor of the church, hearing his story of having crazy faith and hearing him act it out gives me so much inspiration, which then turns into motivation. You know, nobody can motivate you. They can only inspire you. Um, People say, and I'm labeled as a motivational speaker, but there is nothing that I can do to motivate you. I can inspire you. If you feel inspired, that's what kicks your switch. And that's what's like, oh, the fire just goes like, let's go. And you're naturally motivated. You didn't sit down and say, I'm going to be motivated tomorrow from two to four. Like all of a sudden you're cleaning out the fridge. Like all of a sudden you're pulling out the washer and you're cleaning the stuff behind it. Like you're just in this mode. You're just like ready to shed energy leaks. And we talk about energy leaks a lot and they are a whole chapter in my book. And I might even turn it into two or three because there's so much to do there. And for so long, I was, I was forcing myself and I was pushing myself to do the things I knew I needed to do, but it would eventually work. But then I realized that if I just kind of let go of control and follow the flow of my own natural body, like when I'm motivated, when I feel creative, when I feel really driven, um, society tells us that the, the more things you do that you don't want to do, the more successful you'll be. There's all those quotes and there's so much out there that talks about like, um, the only way to make money is hard work. Uh, you know, if, if you want, if you want, what would you even tell your kids? Like, I find myself guilty of this. And then I'm like, oh yeah, my son, Dominic, he told me yesterday, he's going to own this house in California. That's 135,000 square feet. It's the biggest home in the United States. He's going to have two lions that are on the sides of it. He's going to have two Rottweilers. Um, he's going to have all these cars and he is a dreamer. Like this kid can rattle off his dream bedroom and you ask him boom he has an amazon list he is like ready to go and it's a great trait and i never want to dull that ever i don't want to dull that because so many people like my husband and i had to tell him like don't say that you're squashing his dreams like just don't say that let him let him dream let him say that because what we want to say is like you better start saving your money you want to have a house, you know, how hard it is to have a house like that. You know how much money it takes. You're, if you want it, he wants this all before he's 21. I mean, we could say that we could say, you really think you're going to live in the biggest house in the United States? Like, come on, <laughs> like, like, why don't you just be happy with what you have? Why don't you be happy with just how you're living now? Or, you know, how hard it's going to be to do that. You know, the type of people that live there, we're not those people. These things, like you, this may have just triggered you where you're like, yep, somebody said that to me when I was a kid. And you know it because somebody squashed your dreams when you were a kid. They didn't do it on purpose because they want to be a dream squasher. <laughs> they didn't do it at all on purpose. They didn't even know 
that they were going to be a dream squasher. They, they probably still don't know that they said something. So don't be that person who, who throws dirt on people's fires. Be the person who throws gas on their fires and challenges them and asks them, what do you think that you have to do between now and then in order for you to get this dream house? Like, what is your plan? He's like, I don't know. Like, okay, well, that's a really good thing to start thinking about. But yeah, I mean, you can make a lot of money. There's a lot of things you can do to make that kind of money. You for sure could. I mean, the people that he watches are on YouTube and they're making that kind of money. So he's like, I, I could do that. He like has that inner drive. So a, like a lot of us have that inner drive on here. Some people just don't have the inner drive. They don't, but a lot of people do. And if you do, there's a book called Driven. April, do you know the, April P, do you know the author of Driven? You don't have to Google it, which I'm sure you're going to now if you don't know it. <laughs> She's like, BRB, she's going to go find it. There's never a question that April, like if she, if there's a question, she's like, I need to figure this out right now. I need to know what it is. <laughs> um, but hi, Alicia. But if you are a driven person, you've got to read this book. Alicia's read the book too. The author is, drum roll. April might know it. I think she just Googled it. Okay, I think there's technical difficulties. <laughs> April, can you hear us? Blink twice. <laughs> Douglas Brackman. Oh, Douglas God. Brackman is the author. There we go. Uh, that book will make you feel so at home with who you are. You're going to be like, oh, thank God somebody gets me. <laughs> thank God this. I'm not crazy as I think I am because the book is so good. It's a red book with white writing on it. Thank you. Um, but it's good when you start to identify who you are, it's good to start loving who you are. And that's a journey because it takes a long time, but you have to take time because it's rebuilding trust. So I remember my husband forgot, thankfully. I will never forget because it was the worst mistake I've ever made in my entire life. 10 days before I married my husband, I cheated on him. Yes. Okay. I'm going public with this right now. because I feel like someone just needs to hear this. 10 days before I got married, I had already had two children. 10 days out. Okay. It was Memorial weekend. We got married June 7th. And me and a friend of mine who's a bad influence on me, <laughs> Um, and a few other people that were bad influences on me decide to go to Chicago for the weekend. And it's my last hurrah. Okay. I'd already had like the real bachelorette party with like my family and like that kind of stuff, but we wanted to like go out and I was in a really bad place mentally in my life. Um, for probably like a five-year block. And this was like in the smack dab middle of it. And, um, I drank very heavily back then. Uh, I didn't have the confidence at all. I had tons of abandonment issues. I needed the approval of others, especially men. I was just reaching for the world, living in the world, trusting in the world. Um, I claimed that I knew God. I claimed that I was a Christian and I did know of God, but I mean, even the demons believe in God. So like big whoop, you know? Um, but I, I did it. And I remember, so my husband, everyone, when they hear this story, they're like, how did he find out? <laughs> like, how did he find out? Tell me. And so I believe that it was God um, revealing to my husband what I had done. And I was texting my friend who was with me and said, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I did this. You know, I texted it like, like the rookie mistake, right? Like, why would you text that to your friend? Um, and this is why I believe God wanted it to be found out because my husband went through my phone. He felt like, some, Oh, my fiance went through my phone, thought something was fishy. Um, and I can't believe I'm sharing this story. And um, 
he woke me up in the middle of the night. I mean, I don't even like to talk about it. It like makes me like shaky and it's just like terrible because it was literally the worst moment of my entire life. And he woke me up and he was like, what is this? What is this? You know, questioning me, mad at me. And in the middle of the night, he packs a bag and he leaves and we live together. <laughs> where are you going? You know, like, where, where are you going? No, please don't leave. And I was on my bathroom floor crying hysterically. I started throwing up. It was the only time in my life I've ever, I've ever thrown up from crying. I've heard people say that before. It's the only time, um, didn't know where he was and didn't talk to him or have any communication or anything back then, you know, phones and everything like that were just different. Um, but nothing for three full days. And the banquet manager of our hall is calling me like, we need the final payment. Like we needed it three days ago. And, and I'm like, okay, there's been like a little issue. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm working on it. And I was just dying in my own shame and guilt. Now, if you've ever cheated on somebody and you've regretted it with everything you had, I can, I can relate. If you've never been cheated on, or if you've never cheated, but you've been cheated on, and then the person has said, I'm so sorry, and they feel terrible, I truly believe that the worst consequence to cheating is the way that you have to feel eternally, um, forever. Like, I truly think that because there's been a lot of awful things that have happened to me, have been happened to me, that people have done to me. And the worst things that I feel are the things that I've done to other people. And it doesn't make it even and it doesn't make it right. And I'm not saying forgive him and move. like this has nothing to do with cheating. It has more to do with guilt and shame and hiding your struggles. I wasn't going to call my mom and tell my mom first. I mean, the Christian woman, my mother, which I asked her the other day, I was like, would you be on a podcast with me? She's like, oh man, maybe I'm like, okay. Cause I think people would really like to hear from her. Um, uh, but I couldn't tell anyone besides the person who knew that I had done this when I was in Chicago and that person was a bad influence on my life at that time. And so the kind of advice, it wasn't really helpful and it didn't make me feel better. It was like, Oh, just relax, you know, whatever. Um, and I had wanted to marry John with everything in my soul, like everything, this man saved my life literally saved my life and this is how I repay him and like this is what I do and then I still hope that he marries me and here I am like crying and bawling because the only thing I want is him to marry me which is something that I do not deserve I I deserve for the wedding to be called off I deserve to have to call every like can you imagine we had over 300 people at our wedding having to call and spread the news that the wedding is off because Taryn went and cheated on John and everyone in our town and all of our friends know that John saved my life. Like every single one of them is like, oh, thank God we got you, John. Like, thank God you're around. Like people generally like, like John more than they like me. And so like, like my friends are like, thank God you came around. I really think that that was the first time that I found God that there was nowhere else to turn and nothing else to do. And I had so much remorse and shame and guilt that I just, I, it like came out of me like lava. Like I couldn't even hold it in. And I, I started praying obviously that God would help me. And I'm so sorry and forgive me and all my selfish prayers, like heal John's heart and make him want to marry me. Like bring him back and tell him that, just have him tell me that he loves me. And, um, you know, all these things, but then it came out of me like lava. Like I had to tell someone, I had to tell someone who could help me pray and who could give me good advice and could be there for me, someone who was safe. And so I told my mom and then I told my grandma and then I told my aunt 
because those three I knew would be the encouragement and they would be the listening ears and they wouldn't have. Now I, I thought at first, like they're going to judge the crap out of me. Like this is not going to work. But then when I really thought of their hearts and who they were, I knew that that was just a lie from the enemy. Now, some people are not going to not judge you when you come to them. There are people who will judge you. There are people who will give you bad advice. So one of the biggest tips I have for you is find your people that you can confide in and confess and that aren't going to judge you and that are going to be there for you because they want your soul in the same place they want theirs. This is the same struggle for them. You know, they want this, they want this for you. And I'm about connecting with people. This is why I'm sharing this story because I'm about connecting with people who are going to be real. Like don't act like building a business is so easy. Don't act like staying married is so easy. Don't act like raising your teenagers are so easy. Don't act like having little kids that you're at home with is just so easy. I am so sick and tired of people just posting their highlights of life online. And I know that that's what it's for. And nobody would watch if you posted all your dark moments. Um, I bet you actually somebody would, but more people want to see the highlights of it. And it's exciting because it's inspiring, but it's also just so hard when that's all we see. And I want to connect with people who are going to be a safe place to confide in because when people start to be honest and they start to show up and be transparent and talk about their struggles and talk about issues they're having in their life, it does something to the room. People feel like they can be vulnerable. Their walls fall down. Their guilt and shame starts to go away. And if you have a lot of guilt and shame, Brene Brown is where you need to start. I mean, obviously Jesus is where you need to start, but Brene Brown, a phenomenal author, speaker, professor, so great. And she literally, that's what she does. She studies guilt and shame. And she has a series of books. That is where you need to be. She is so great. Her voice is amazing. You can get her audio books, um, hardcover books on Amazon. She's great. But I realized that going through this new life program that I started at the beginning of the year, which I did put the link up and the link to my bio. If you scroll down, I have a section now that says resources and I have that class on there. I found a church that is doing it virtually and you can do it through zoom or whatever. I didn't look like too much into it and the details, but if you want more details, they're on there. So I wanted a place because a lot of people have reached out and said, tell me about this recovery program you're in. Um, through my church called New Life, but it wasn't until New Life that I realized that the 12-step program that we follow here, like I was following, and this is why I realized I created a series without realizing I created a series, because following the 12-step program made me realize, put words to my thoughts. I don't know. Some people will message me and say, it's like, you're taking the words right out of my head, or you're making sense of everything. I relate to this so much, or you read a quote or uh, something like that, where it just like hits you where you're like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like that is so true. That's exactly what I think. Someone like puts the words to it. It like labeled and made me understand that God has led me through the 12 step program already without even having an instruction manual or logical thinking that it was happening. I, so I'm sitting in there and I, we're going through step three, which is trust. And while I was going through step three, I was thinking about what an awesome message it would be to write on trust. So I wrote my notes and then I was like, oh, this is really like step three to building a business with God and co-creating a life with God and figuring out who we are with God, everything that we do. This is really step three. And I thought, I wonder what step two and what step one are. And I thought, okay, step, I think right before this is belief. 
that you have to believe in yourself. That's what we were just talking about, which is what episode 41 was. And then I look in my podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did step one of getting out, which was episode 34. And step one of getting out is admitting of where you are, is admitting. And so when I went and looked in my book and I looked at the 12 steps, that's what they were. Step one was admit. Step two is believe. And step three is trust. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what God has been already showing me and teaching me and going through all of this. And I'm, he told me to teach what I'm learning. And so it's going along like perfectly with this plan. And it just blows my mind. And maybe that doesn't even make sense to you, but it just blows my mind that God can keep me ahead of what books can keep me ahead. And God can keep me ahead of what courses and mentors and experts are doing. Ever since I started co-creating with him, and I'm going to tell you how I did that, I've been ahead of the game the whole time. Like in my network marketing company, I was telling everyone to build a brand and like, hello, it's attraction marketing. You cannot just be doing what you're doing. The system that we're being taught is broken. It doesn't work. Like that people ask me all the time, like, why did you leave? That right there was the straw that broke the camel's back. That I knew that something we were doing was outdated. It wasn't working. The stats were there to show it. The numbers were there to prove it. And no one wanted to listen to me. And in fact, they were trying to shut me up, like, be quiet. Don't say that. And then I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot lead people and train them and teach them and try to motivate them into a direction that I feel is not a good direction for their life. And it was proving that it wasn't for them too, because they were making no money. They weren't growing like they wanted to, and they were feeling the worst they'd ever felt in their life. Like three red flags. Hello. Like, come on, recognize the signs guys. Like this is not working. If I had to go be a cop, I say this all the time. My husband um, was a police officer, still shows up and does some shifts once in a while. But um, I used to make this analogy a lot more that if somebody told me I had to be a cop, or if I was looking for money and I wanted like this schedule and someone was like, oh, you should be a cop. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. If it's, if it's like my parameters of what I want, I would be the worst cop. Like I would be the worst cop. It doesn't matter how much training you put into me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like how much one-on-one -on -one time you spent with me. It doesn't matter how much you try to incentivize me or tell me like, if I did this, I could earn this trip or I would make this money or get this purse. Like, it doesn't matter. I would still be bad at it. And I would feel awful. Like I don't like confrontation like that. I am a wimp. I am like, I like change my mind so often. Like I got summoned to go for jury duty oh, next week and I have to go for two weeks. So who knows what's going to happen with the call and my entire life. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. I'm just going to serve and, and do what they called me to do. Um, I already got out of it once. So I feel like I just need to do my due diligence and just do it. But um, hi, April. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> when I see people leave, I'm like, oh, no, come back. Um, oh, you got a call. Wah, wah, wah. We need like, um, like sound effects, like radio shows that we can play on here. Anyway, I'm a wimp. I'm indecisive. I believe anything I hear. I'm super gullible. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like I would not do well working with criminals, like career criminals. So if you're just in the wrong thing, it doesn't mean that you suck. It doesn't mean that you're terrible and you're a wimp and you're, you're just doing the wrong thing. You're just aligned in the wrong lane and that's okay. Like that's totally fine. Find your own lane, find where you align. It's 2022 guys. Like this is not 2 AD. This is not 26 AD, like in the chosen and the only jobs that are available 
are you're gathering water, you're making food, you're stomping on the wines, you're, you have a home, you're tending to the farm animals, you're plowing the lands, you're selling something in the market, you're like sharpening knives and making iron things like I feel like making your works like you do like whatever I mean there's not that many options and you're really only doing what your parents did because that's what you need to do that's what um that's like how it went like you just did what your family did if you're if your dad I mean if you were raised on a farm because you were born into be a farmer, like you're going to be a farmer. Nobody went out and did anything crazy. And if you did, you were made fun of and kicked out of the family. And it's 2022. Like, do you know how many options there are? You do not have to stay somewhere that you don't want to stay. I don't care if you work as a bank teller, if you're in retail, if you have an office job somewhere, if you went to school for something and now you have a job for that, I don't care. You can still quit. You can still change what you do. You still can decide that you want to do something different. You are an adult. My mom reminds me that all the time. She'll say, you're an adult. You get to do whatever you want. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> she actually said that when I was like, should we go to Taco Bell or Subway? Because we were like at this place that had both and there was nothing else around and we were starving. And I was like, I really want a cheesy gordita crunch. But I also really want a turkey sub. And she was like, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. Go get both. And I'm like, oh yeah. And so now she reminds me of that when I'm like, like, go do it. Go do it. Go change your job. Go put your application online today. I'm not saying you have to walk out of your job right now and have no financial security and do something super risky, but what it takes to quit your job, what it takes to admit that you messed up, what it takes to start a business is trust. You have to admit in step one, which is episode 30 whatever I just said, episode 34. You need to believe, which is episode 41. And then you need to trust in that order. And admitting that you are where you are is a big step. And then when you finally start believing I believe once you already do this too, you can't go backwards. So like once you've already admitted that there's a problem you would, or you admitted that you're in a bad place or you've admitted that you can't do this on your own, you can't like go back and be like, oh no, I take it back. There's no take backs. Like you already admitted it moving on. You're on step two. Step two is belief. And belief is such a big step because we just don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we're special. We don't believe we're chosen and anointed, which is my brand new Christian apparel line that's being launched. And I finally just started posting about it because I couldn't even contain it anymore. It just was like flowing out of me. I knew that I had taken the days off from doing the call and I knew being obedient and being still and spending time with God was going to do something. I always come out of those moments, like just pouring out creativity. I made, I sent you guys that message. I made like 23 reels in an hour or something. Like 23 reels I recorded in an hour. That's crazy. Sometimes I can't even get one recorded. They were just like flying through because it, it was just pouring out because I was following these steps. These are the steps. Admitting where you are. Believing in who God says you are. In what God says to do. Believing requires no action besides you to say, I believe. I believe. You can't psych yourself out though. You can't let your lips say the words, I believe, and try to trick your ears to plant it in your heart. It has to come from your heart where you are like, I believe in this. I do. I believe in who God created me to be. 
And just because your belief is super strong right now, doesn't mean that the devil won't come back and try to get you to not believe. And that's why you need to listen to episode 41. Uh, then there's a gap between believe and trust. And I think a lot of people don't ever even end up on step three. And this is where a lot of people die. A lot of people die at step two. A lot of people die at step one. Um, actually, a lot of people die, like not even taking a step. I would say the most deaths are probably not even taking a step. They don't even admit it. They walk around like lost souls, don't know what's going on, reaching for drugs and alcohol, reaching for all these things to fill them. It's not, and they're not getting it. And that's just where they stay. Then some people admit, but they never get any further and they die out there. Some people will believe that they're chosen, but they will not do the step to get to trust because trust is not a noun. Trust is a verb. Trust is an action word that you have to show someone and you have to earn their trust back. So the reason why it takes time is because you're building up trust. The more you learn about who you are, the more you learn about who you were created to be, the more you learn about God, the more you understand him, the more time passes by, the wiser you get, you start to see patterns, you start to trust yourself, right? We start to trust others around us. Someone's been put to the test, they've been put under fire, they've passed over time, they become your best friend. You know you can confide in them, that you know that they're a safe place, you trust them. Now, what happens when someone breaks your trust? Like I broke John's trust. What happens is there's no more trust there. And then when you build it back up though, and this is why I feel like I learned this, I learned this lesson. Um, I, I learned this lesson about trust when I went through this and it really was God having his hand there on me. And it, it, it was an absolute miracle because John showed up everyone's like, tell the rest of the story. John showed up, like get to the good part. Um, he had been staying at his mom's and he, which great, you know, now his mom knows. <laughs> um, but I started admitting to my family and started admitting to the people who I knew could help me because I needed help. I was about to die. I was drowning. I needed to speak up. I needed to admit to them what I had done. I, I wanted to be out so bad. I want, like, I was so desperate and desperation is so amazing. And it is straight from God. And I don't pray for people to be healed and for people to wake up. I pray that they have situations happening in their lives that force them to be desperate for God. And it's a harsh prayer to pray because you have to be ready for God to take you further down and take the people that I love further down into darkness, but they have to go there to hit the bottom to realize I am desperate for help. And I admitted and I believed that, that John was going to take me back. Um, I didn't actually believe that, but he called me. I called him at work. I actually called like the work number and they transferred the line to John so that I could get in touch with him. And I said, I'm only calling because the wedding's in three days. And it sounds stupid to even ask you this, but like, are we getting married? Like I need to pay this deposit or they're like, I need to know what to do. And if you don't want to, then fine. Like I, I get it, but we need to have an answer. So I'm sorry, basically for like, you know, trying to milk this out of you, but time's up. Like, oh, we got to know. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, tell your dad to make the final deposit. We're going to get married and we're going to get through this. And to this day, I have never been shown grace more by any human. Um, but it put a trust 
not a trust that nothing is going to happen while we're married, not a trust that we're going to be the perfect married couple and there's never going to be problems. I mean, there were problems after this, like there has been problems in my marriage. I have openly talked about them before God completely restored it about four years ago, we were getting divorced. I mean, it was, we've been through it, but there was this level of, we can get through it. Like, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. I know that he can hang on. And for me, like I, I have hated myself and I have had so much shame and guilt and I am so unworthy of having a husband like John and I do not deserve it. And I feel that all the time. And that's why I am such a servant wife now and why I teach people about love and respect because I just feel like I'm so like... <laughs> I just owe it to, to people and I owe it to him and God performed this miracle and I want to help. But this trust, like once you, once you repair trust and once you learn to trust in the right things, your life will start to move forward. And a lot of times we put trust in a ton of things other than God and we trust in people. I mean, people are going to let us down. Like they're going to let you down. They have the same desires as you. They have the same fleshly desires. They have the same demons. They struggle the same. The devil is after them the same. They have the same amount of chains trying to come up and grab around their ankle. Like we are all in a battle. God wants us, but so does the devil. And if he can attack your passion and your marriage and your trust, and if he can attack you in all these areas, then he's going to. You know, most of the things that I did in my life actually. I would say all of them, but maybe there's a couple, I'm sure. The worst things that I've done in my life, I was intoxicated for. I was under the influence of drugs. And I was hanging out in places and with people and listening to things and watching things that I shouldn't have been around. All of those things are just doors for the enemy to come into your life. They are. I, I am proof. I have seen it. And so, yeah, will the devil just leave you alone? No, like, he's not going to just leave you alone when you decide to do this. In fact, sometimes he's like, oh no, I am not going to let her do this. I'm not going to let her start this business. I'm not going to let her speak up about this situation. If you have had something happen to you and you want to speak up and you want to speak up against rape, you want to speak up against drugs, you want to speak up against inf infertility, if you want to speak up against anxiety, if you want to speak up about weight, about mental health, about all of these things, the devil doesn't want you to speak up. If you want to inspire people by creating something and doing something, and you want to bring happiness to people, and you want to make an impact, and you want to, you want to relate to another mom so she's not feeling down in the trenches, the devil doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to zip it, zip it, go back to your room and watch Netflix. Go back to the wine, go have a glass of wine, go hang out with those other people. Like we need, we need you to be over here. Don't get on that call. That's too early in the morning. Don't listen to that book. The devil wants to get you away from it all. And the only way that you're going to succeed. And this is, this right here is why I created my brand. It's because the only way that we can succeed is by staying together in a community of people who know that they were meant for more, that are honest, that are trustworthy, that are safe, that are vulnerable and open, that want more, that are going to do the things, that have a student mindset, that are not going to try to live in the world, but try to live of God. You have to stay together in community and you need constant reminders of who you were created to be. And you need to know to watch out because the devil is just waiting for you. I mean, really, like, that is what this whole thing is about. This whole thing is about those things. You cannot do this alone. Now, do you have to be in this community listening to my podcast? Of course not. Find a community. If you want a local one, start one. I want a local community. I miss being with people. So I'm starting that. I found, I prayed about it. I found a girl. She actually used to be on my network marketing team. She goes to my church. 
she was like this i've been praying for this too let's do it together and we're starting this community locally because we want local connections we want to pour into people we want to hear their stories we want to show up we want to show them that we're safe start that in your town ask two people start it in your living room like it doesn't have to be somewhere in a church or somewhere crazy just find people that are like-minded that you can get together with for dinner that you can get together with to talk about business ideas Pray for the people you want to come into your life. That's what I started doing. So as I started doing these things and seeing that they were working and people started saying, oh my gosh, how, how are you doing it? I'm like, you, you need to live it. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's not just a, I'm going to listen to this podcast and be in it. This is a lifestyle all day long. From the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, this is what you're doing. This is what you're thinking about. This is what you're trying to do. You're, you're staying in contact with God. So the three things to co-create, you have to believe, admit, and trust. A lot of us don't trust. We don't do the action steps of what God is telling us to do next because we've, we've been broken. Our trust has been broken. We cannot trust in people. People will always let us down. We cannot trust in our church. The church will let you down. The church will offend you. They, I mean, some of us don't even go to church because you're so hurt and offended by something that happened, a uh, story from when you were a kid, a uh, limiting belief you have, uh, something, there's a bruise there where you're like, I'm not ready to go back to church. Um, if some of us put our trust in the world or in the government. Like, I'm just gonna trust in what other people are doing. I'm gonna trust what they tell us to do. Or I'm gonna trust in the doctors. The government's going to let you down. The doctors are going to let you down. You cannot trust. The thing that I realized, I didn't trust in any of those things. I trusted in myself. I trust in myself. I'm going to get us there. Like I've gotten us this far. I'm going to get us to the top. And that was my mindset. And although I prayed that God would help me, I didn't really mean it because I was still showing my actions that I was trusting in my own self. I was not trusting in God. God stands there and says, you can trust in me, but you got to come here. I'm right here. You got to walk over to me. And you're not. And you're saying that you trust in God, but you're not. Your actions are showing that you don't trust in God. And, and for me, I realized that I trusted in myself so much that if God would have given me the success that I prayed for when I was praying for it, and I really, 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 really wanted it, like wanted it as bad as I wanted to breathe, as Eric Thomas says, like, I want it so bad. I will do whatever it takes. I really thought that I could get us there. I really believed it with everything I had, I was like, I'm going to get us to the top. And the question I get asked a lot is why did you leave network marketing? And the simple answer that I tell people now is God pushed me out. God forced me out against my will, pushed me at all sides and pushed me out of what I was doing because I was not being obedient in trusting him and doing what he was saying. And when I pray, God, just do what needs to be done. That's his life. And by the way, God doesn't need our permission. <laughs> like, just ask me and I'll do it. You know, he does a lot of things that are, are without our permission. But because I was being obedient in some areas of my life and I was, I was showing up and I was talking to God more and I was following, um, I just prayed for him to do his will and to whatever is my destiny, whatever is my purpose, make it happen, light the path or slam the door, light the path or slam the door, slam the door, force me out, push me out, lock me out, kick me out, get me out of there. Whatever I'm supposed to be doing, I am not under control anymore. You are. I am not going to act as if I am in control because I'm not you are. So our actions, this is how, this is how it works. If you want to trust God, 
then whatever you're worrying about right now, you have to stop worrying about it. Not just say you don't care because I'm the queen of that. Like I literally don't even care. I do not care at all. Zero. Don't care. And usually if I say it like three times, John's like, okay, obviously you do care because you just said it three times. Like, no, I literally don't care. Gone. Don't care. Whatever. Done. Don't care. He's like, okay, let it out. Like, tell me what's going on. I'm like, okay, I actually do care. Like you can't, you can't like, you can't fake it. You have to actually not care, not worry. If you need to make a decision right now, and you need a, you need discernment. You need to know which way to go. You need to know, like, do I do this or do I do that? Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's where you're living. Maybe it's, um, I don't know. It could be literally anything. If you want discernment and you want to know, you can't worry about what to do and you can't stress about it. Alicia. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, laughed so hard. Um, no, what I was going to say, it, it came to me when you were saying how God pushed you out of network marketing. And what like flashed in my head was the day that you called me and we had that conversation. And literally, I could, I, like, I could go back there right now and feel every feeling that I felt at that time. And it was like a huge weight lifted off of me. And I was like, yes, 100%. Yes. And you're like, you don't want to think about, no, yes. Like we are doing this. And I, Mike asks me all the time, do you regret leaving that company? And I'm like, nope, nope, I can't. Nope. No, I do not. <laughs> I have people contacting me all the time. Um, you know, mostly trying to recruit me to their companies, but also <laughs> asking me why I left. And so many people who know me are, I mean, not so much now that it's been some time, but are like, they were so surprised, like so surprised at the fact that, that I left, but the feeling that came overcame me when that decision was made was something that like I could not replicate and I can't say that it was that it came from me like that came straight from, mm-hmm. from it but I really think like so we say we don't know what to do we say we can't feel like I don't know what to do I don't know what decision to make and what I found is that if you're not hearing from God and you're not feeling like you know the answer, it's probably because you're not listening or you're not putting yourself in an environment where you can listen. So like canceling plans, like stop being so busy, cancel some plans on your schedule and slow down, listen to God, do a devotional, listen to something inspirational, like putting yourself in the energy space to be able to hear these things to be able to hear from God, because, you know, I used to hear, I mean, I didn't hear from God at all until August 26, 2020. And when I heard from him, then, then I only heard from him, like once a month, I would feel like, oh, this is from God. Like this has to be from God. And now it's like daily. It's like multiple times a day. Like I literally will sit here. I could sit here right now and hear from God because I know his voice and because I've learned to believe in everything he says, but then to trust it. So when you're worrying, you don't worry and you pray and you say, Lord, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going to take this thought captive. I am not going to stress about this. If it's in your will, it'll happen. Just help me to be present in the moment and just let it unravel. Like I trusted in myself. So I'd be like, okay, what is it that we want to do? weigh the pros and cons. What decision do we want to make? We'll choose this and then we'll get it. That was like literally my, every single decision of my whole entire life. What do we want? Let's really think about it. Okay. We can have whatever we want. We just have to decide first and then just go for it. And then until I did that in my career where God didn't want me to be, no matter what I did, I could not move forward. It was like every single thing I did, it was like roadblock, 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 like every single thing I did. Even I would like achieve success and and grow my business and 
hit a new rank and then I would feel worse. Like, come on, like, this isn't how it's supposed to work. Like, why do I feel worse? Like, it just, it felt bad. It was affecting other areas of my life. Like, that's how you know that you need to be done with something. How does it make you feel? I mean, is it, is it lifting you up? Is it pulling you down? The circumstances are totally irrelevant, whether you're successful or not. It's like, how do you feel? You can be successful in a job and feel like crap. You can be a successful attorney and hate your life. Yeah, I mean, success, like, what is that? The success is really just happiness, fulfillment, and alignment with God and co-creating. So you start co-creating when you start creating. Like, I'm going to take one step. God's going to do the other one. Okay, I'm going to do the next thing. God's going to do the next thing. So what it looks like is closing your eyes and do this right now. Unless you're driving and you're listening to this on a podcast, don't close your eyes. Just kind of space out and listen. (laughs) But close your eyes and think, what is the next thing that God is telling you that you need to do? The next thing that you need to do. Like, is he telling you to call someone? Is he telling you to reach out to someone to start a Facebook group? Like Alicia just said the other day. Um, Is he telling you to speak up, to not worry? Is he telling you a scripture? Like he told me the other night when I was stressing out at night, all I heard was just be still and know that I'm God. All my thoughts just stopped. Are you, is he telling you to start a podcast? Not what you think, and you guys can open your eyes, not what you think, like, and that's what, that's what really blocks it is that we're like, God said, we feel like we close our eyes and we feel like we hear start a podcast. And you're like, okay, I know nothing about it. Like instantly you're like, I know nothing about a podcast. I don't know how to do that. What would I even talk about? That scares the crap out of me. I don't want to do that. I don't have money to start it. When am I going to record them? How am I going to do it? I have no idea. I'm not even successful here. Why would I do that? And then God's like, okay, well, then you just continue. Go ahead. Because you're not trusting in God. You're hearing and you're like a million, a million excuses. No, just do it. I got you. Do you believe that God's got you? And maybe you need to write that on a post-it. Do I believe that God has me? And put it on your computer, put it on your kitchen window, put it in your bathroom and look at it. And when you start to doubt, do I believe that God has me? Yes, I believe that God has me. I do, I'm gonna do this. So when God told me to quit my job, I finally did it and then the rewards came. And then he gave me the next step. God's not gonna confuse you and give you all the steps at once. He knows you can't handle that. He also knows you're not ready to do all the steps at once because his timing is perfect. And he also might give you a vision or a dream where you're like, I can see it. I know that this is what I'm going to do. Like you see the successful t-shirt business. You see the successful coaching business. You see the successful podcast. You see yourself on stage. You see yourself in a church. You see yourself on a worship team. Like you see yourself, but you don't, you're not there yet. It's okay. God knows the steps to get you there. And he's going to get you there one step at a time, but you have to put into action and do the thing. Trust the thing that you're going to do. Like trust and do it. God says, start a Facebook group. Then you need to start a Facebook group. If God says to start writing a book, you need to start writing a book. Maybe he says to enroll in a course or study this person for their reels or all the time. I would, and I would pray for this too. I would pray that God would bring me the things in my path that would help me to get to where I needed to go. Just bring them to me and help me be aware of them, aware of them. And if you're busy and if you're crazy busy and you're stressed out and you're living in the Valley, you're not going to, you're not going to get any of the messages. The messages are still coming. God's still putting people in your life. God's still putting things in your path, but you're not taking them. So you're praying for help and God has a friend call you to reach out to see how you are, but you ignore their call because you're currently isolating because you're in depression and you haven't left your room in two days. That was your lifeline and you just declined it. 
or you're dealing with depression and anxiety and overwhelm and burnout and all these things that now you're not going to your Bible study or you're not going to church or you're been, you've been broken. You've been, um, your trust has been broken. People have broken your trust. Churches have broken your trust. You have broken your trust. You have all these issues. You're not hearing, you're not getting the lifelines. So we need to pray that we get them, but pray that we are aware of them. And then the action step to being aware of them is what are you going to do to be aware throughout your day? What are you going to do to be aware? Are you going to be super busy in the world and everything you're doing Monday through Friday? Or are you going to say, no, I'm going to slow down in this season of my life and I'm going to spend more time with God. I'm going to spend more time doing less because God doesn't always say do more. He doesn't always say start something. God has been telling me in this season for so long to slow down, slow down, slow down, do less, do less, do less of what I want to do and do more of God more time with God, reading his word more, studying his word, being in church, being in scripture. Like this is what he's telling me to do. He was telling me to do less. And every time I would get busy and start doing more, he would tell me to do less. So trust is built over time. So as you do this next step, this trust fall of, okay, I'm going to do this next thing that God's telling you to do. Watch how he gives you the next thing to do. And then over time, you're going to build up this trust with God where you're like, I, you trust him with everything. You don't have to make a sticky note anymore that says, do I believe that God will help me? You will always just believe. You will start to co-create your life faster with God because you learn that the less you do and the more you rely on him, the more you get and the more you impact. That's how this goes. You can't do it with your own works. You can't work your way to your purpose. You can't, you just can't. You have to rely on God to do that. And when you do, and you take those action steps, that's when you start moving up to the next step. So get good at taking the step and trusting in God and just saying, this is so scary, like tithing. Tithing is so scary, but I used to think it was scary, but now I'm so excited. Every time that I receive money, I do this on a weekly basis. I go into my church app and I tithe all the 10% of what I got. I'm not telling you this because I think that it's noble. I think that we should be tithing, giving back more. I'm telling you, this is the only thing in the Bible that God says to, to really put him to the test with, like test me in this. You give 10% and you watch, you will receive more than 10%. And it happens every single time. Every single time you give 10%, you will get more back. And you don't even have to give it to a church. I mean, you should be giving it to whoever is like spiritually feeding you. So your community, your church, your local church, making an impact there. Um, but you can give it to whoever, whatever you think is going to further the kingdom, whatever you think is going to make an impact in a way for people to reach more people, do it with that and watch things happen because you're doing an action and you're trusting God will come back with a blessing every single time. The faster you learn to trust, the more action steps you do faster, the faster you'll get to the top, the faster you'll hit your goals, the faster you'll find your purpose, the faster you'll find success. I mean, it's, it's proof. It works all the time. So we are not going to have a call on Friday because it's good Friday. Um, spend time with God, learn about good Friday and Easter, spend some time learning about that. Um, a lot can change in a week and we can learn a lot about our own lives by looking at what happened with Jesus. I mean, last Sunday, People were waving palms saying, Hosanna in the highest, worshiping him, bowing down at, the, at where he was walking. And one week later, they were saying, crucify him, hang him. Literally the same crowd of people, like crazy. So if you think you got it bad, like just learn a little bit about Jesus because it's, it's incredible. Um, the story is incredible. So I hope that you guys have an amazing holiday. Easter weekend. 
um, spend time with your family, be present, put your phone down, maybe take a little sabbatical from social media if you need to. Um, remember, nothing crazy is going to happen in two days if you get off of Instagram. Like it's not going to mess up your algorithm that bad. It's okay. You can get off the app. You might feel better. Um, but okay. Thank you for being on. It's a privilege to talk to you in the mornings. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you next week on Monday. So bye. Love you guys. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.